Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Back with a bang in the new year with four shows at Soho Theatre. On Wednesday, the 4th of January, we're having a very special town hall where we try and solve a problem together and you can come up and take the mic. On Thursday, the 5th of January, we're having a special. uh, Shapi Kosandi and I are co-hosting a special about the terrible situation in Iran. And on Friday, the 6th of January and Saturday, the 7th of January, guests to be announced. Thursday, the 26th of January, we are back at King's Place. Sunday, 29th of January, we're at the Rose Theatre in Kingston. For more details and to book, go to guiltyfeminist.com. Join our Patreon to support the show and get ad-free episodes and more besides. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you don't mind. And now, back to the show. Hello, Wellington. Are you ready for a little bit more Guilty Feminist? Then please welcome back to the stage, Deborah Francis White and Cal Wilson. Cal, 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 how are you? I've just had cake and I'm great. Yeah. Um, We did not bring someone for... We thought about getting a cake for 2,000 people and then... Um, we re- mere milliseconds later, we changed our minds. Yeah, we realised we didn't have the budget. Mm. Um, we didn't have the patriarchy has the budget for that kind of thing, not us. The cakey archery. Hey, um, have you? No, I haven't seen you for a while, Cal. Mm. Um, since this, you know, we, there's been two and a half years. Oh, and yes, there's right. this little I run just, of shows. Yes, yeah. we, we're just eating cake together. I was confused. <laughs> no, I just mean, you know, and it, so I haven't had a lot of time to catch up with you yet. Uh, have you had any more "I'm a feminist butts" moments lately? Well. This afternoon, we were talking about... Because I'm a feminist but part is quite a difficult part sometimes because you're like, well, what can I say that's not too horrendous? Yeah. Um, But then maybe if you've been doing quite well, one doesn't spring to mind. But what I loved about you is I feel like you've evolved in your feministry. Feministry? Anyway, I feel like you're quite a bit of a feminist uh, to the point where this afternoon you went, I can't think of one. What about if I just push you over? So your feminist butt was going to be, I'm a feminist, but I'm such a good feminist that all I could do was literally push a woman under a bus. <laughs> I, I, I did very briefly think about tripping Cal up. Very, just very lightly, not in a way that would hurt her. 
to go. That wasn't very sisterly. Um, it's only because when you have to do show night after night after night, like I am insecure and hypocritical, but not so much that like I do something unfeminist between the airport and the theatre. <laughs> like normally in London, I've got more time. You know, a couple of weeks go by and then you do a double show or whatever. And, you know, we all are imperfect in that time period. But, you know, sometimes all we do is wake up, run to the airport, run to the hotel, throw a dress on, run to the venue. And I'm like really searching for things that I've done that are outside the feminist code. There's not a lot of opportunity at the airport to like, you know... I'll tell you what did happen. Think, um, think more about John Hamm than Virginia Woolf. Air, um, Air New Zealand just cancelled our flight from Christchurch to Auckland the other day. And there was no kind of explanation. There wasn't a, it's you, it's not you, it's me. There was nothing, there was just nothing. We just suddenly didn't have a flight. And Michael, our tour manager, stayed up all night, I think, to try and sort it out. And then we went out to the airport really early and managed to get the flight. But my I'm a feminist but that I didn't say out loud was, I'm glad the man's dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. There mm. are some things where you just go... Like, because actually, if that was a woman, you'd be like, oh, we should stay up with her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it would mm. seem unsisterly. But if it's a man, especially like a white, straight, cis man, he's no disability. And he has facial hair, and I feel that adds gravitas. Yeah. Um, he's got a sort of young, handsome Santa Claus look about him. Because at oh, some so point, at some point, Santa Claus pre-job, like he hasn't started giving out presents no, yet. No, yeah. He's going. What am I going to do with my life? I've got all these reindeer. Yeah, because Santa is uh, at some point must have been young. Imagine like, that. Imagine, Santa wasn't imagine born wasn't, Santa. Imagine if he wasn't. Imagine if he was born Santa as we know him, and his mum would have been like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like Santa at some point was a tiny baby. And maybe he didn't get anything for Christmas. And he thought, that's sad. How could I... F I don't want any other child to be in that... Probably started out as a feminist project. Like a or socialist you, project. Redistributing the toys. Maybe he got too many presents. Maybe he, people did give him presents. He was oh. like, well, I don't want another Tonka toy. Do you think he was redistributing his wealth? He's a socialist. Do you re-gift? Here's a question. Do you re-gift? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I have started giving people presents going, if you don't like this, just give it to someone else. Because Do you? Do yeah, you say totally. it? I think if it, it's if good. If this is not your thing, I, give it to someone else. I don't want it to be landfill. That's the thing. I'm a feminist, but one of the things I've bought Grace Petrie, and I hope she's not listening, um, one of the things I've bought Grace Petrie, I've got her a good present as well, but one of the things I got her was I went to the National Museum in Canberra and they had some really nice tea towels. No, because they had like, it was, they were made and it said the royalties go to indigenous people and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, that's really nice. They had lovely patterns on them. But then I thought, I looked at it today and I was like, I'm going to give Grace a tea towel. Like, it's such like a housewife present. Well, I, I gave my mum two tea towels for her birthday, but they were like art tea towels. So they were, they were a friend of mine who is a chef in Australia and she has this beautiful... Um, kind of brand called Jam Face and she had these beautiful painted tea towels and so I gave them to mum and she washed them and used them and I was like oh what were you hoping you're just supposed to look at them I know I use stuff like that I I because I think have it out I like this is a real I'm a feminist but, but when I go abroad because I don't like buying souvenirs or anything like that mm -hmm. but sometimes like in a museum buying a lovely tea towel or even an apron How many, how many, I feel like you can get away with more tea towels than aprons. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Tom cooks, so he tends to wear the aprons. 
So in a way, <laughs> I am subverting gender norms mm. with my museum purchases. There was that great trend here a while ago, I don't know whether it still happens, where you would get really funky old vintage tea towels made into shirts. Does anyone remember oh, that? No. Am I awake? What's happening? Is this thing on? Does no one remember that? Tea towels into shirts? Yeah, so you'd have like an like like old kitsch New Zealand tea towel, and uh. then the panel... Does someone... Was that, was that a noise of recognition? Every, oh, okay, so the reaction is, yeah, we're still wearing them every day. What are you talking about? That's oh, the, I see. Very, very catch. When you were younger, did you do anything that you look back on now and go, oh, my God, I just didn't know that was unfeminist? All of the things. <laughs> All of the things. All of the things. Everything you did All before the, the age of what? I remember. This was, and this was a revelation that came. This is not funny at all. This is just the thing that I realised. So when I started out doing comedy, I was often the only woman in the room, and I was flattered by the compliment that I would get from male comedians, you're not like other women, you're actually funny. And oh. I was flattered by that instead of going, what the fuck are you talking about? We're in here! I should have been doing that. I should have yeah. been inviting other women into yeah, the room. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I bought into the, I'm, I'm different because I'm funny. Like, right, how right. awful. See, it's yeah, not yeah. funny. You hate me now. But <laughs> No, that, no, but when like you're a, young, and I think you're conditioned, also, the young people now don't know what it was like. Like, it was a different <laughs> time. And it, no, it was, a it was a terrible time. Because I went to university in the late 90s and graduated in 2000. And it was all ladder culture, girl mm. power, um, they're, like what was marketed as feminism was being able to drink as much as a man and then not complain about anything. Like not complaining was top draw feminism. It was sort of like, yeah, I'm just like the boys. Like it's like, you know, yeah, I can do whatever you can do. And I don't know, if you try and drink me under the table and then hit on me when I'm under there, do you know what I mean? And then yeah, yeah. vomit you... next to me. I've got to find all of that funny and flattering. And also, but, and also do that. Oh, and also do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very much the vibe. If you missed the 90s in any meaningful way, well done you. <laughs> if you were Gen Z, just give us a cheer if you're Gen X. <laughs> Older, boomer. A they, few... they, they, it's not ladylike to call out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the boomers that are here are, the, are good boomers. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say, listen, you know, there were there are boomers who were like the green and common women. There were boomers who were fighting for our our right. I mean, there's a lot of rights we have because boomers. Mm. And listen, some boomers, not all boomers, some have taken a turn. Some have missed the turn off entirely. Yes. But and the other the other issue I'm having with this because I live in Australia now. Um, boomers are the men's basketball team. And oh. uh, I'm going, gosh, a lot more feminist than you'd expect from a group of Australian men. Really, really? Hmm. Do, do people say OK Boomer to them? Probably. Brilliant. But also a boomer is a very large male kangaroo. Oh, that's right. Mm. Six white boomers, snow white mm. boomers. Racing Santa Claus through the Australian sun. Rolf Harrison, it's tainted now. Oh. Um, Speaking of taking a turn. Yeah, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I think we need to be incredibly honest. Let's go back to talking about Santa when he was young. <laughs> Uh, millennials, give us a cheer. Uh, Gen Z. Younger than Gen Z, give us a cheer. You probably shouldn't be in, because it's... Actual babies. 
There usually is a baby in the audience. There's almost invariably a baby in the audience. Any babies in tonight? Yes? Is that someone with a baby or someone pretending to be a baby to help me out? I feel like that might have been someone pretending to be a baby to help me out because they just wanted to be sisterly. I have to say, this is another, here's another admission. Uh, when, uh, when I started out doing uh, uh, improv comedy and stuff, we used to do lots of kids shows in Christchurch. And I much prefer an audience of adults uh, because children are very honest. Oh, yeah. We did a show once and afterwards the kids come down to say hello. And I said to this little girl, did you enjoy the show? And she went, no, you can't sing. Oh. <laughs> I had a brilliant uh, child on the other night who was, she was only 11, but she was really feminist and, you know, really just, you know, the, one of those ones that's going to save the world, a real great, young Greta Thunberg. And I got up on the stage at the end because we were doing the last song and um, I just chatted to her briefly on the stage and she went, one of your eyelashes is coming off. <laughs> but into the mic so the whole audience could hear. <laughs> and I was like, look, it is a feminist act though to tell mm. someone, it's, you know, that's the beginning of standing in a women's loo at two o'clock in the morning in a nightclub going, you don't need him and he doesn't deserve you. <laughs> and just let me, no, let me just, I'm just going to pop your label in and, you know. Yeah. I feel like though that's, that, that happens again as you get older. Like I've started to do this where um, I was out with a friend recently and there's some people queuing up in a doorway for something and we're both the same age and she just went, what's happening here? to these strangers and just inquired on what they were doing and sort of questioned them. And I'm, I'm starting to do that unsolicited... Interviewing? Sort of, or just, you know, there was, a table, there was a table of young women having breakfast together and I just fucking loved how they adored each other and I said something as I passed. I was like, I really love your friendship. Just, and they just... You said, I really love your friendship? Yeah. Did they, did they say, oh my God, you're Pal Wilson off the telly? No. Did they not, they're not, they're too young to watch telly. So, they're too young to know I'm still alive. <laughs> the young ones don't watch telly, they watch TikTok and YouTube. Mm. And I'm on TikTok. But are you, though, in a way that... I don't think you're what the young ones are watching, though. Well, like, I say I'm on TikTok, my cats are on TikTok. Right, okay, that's, that's yep. a slightly different... Well, it is. It was supposed to be just clips of stand-up comedy, but it's just me talking to my cats as if they're very badly running a cafe on the top of my coffee machine. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I know your TikTok will be absolutely hilarious, but I think it's another world that they go into. Oh, it's, a, it's a rabbit warren where they incredible. just go down a hole that we don't know is there. So if, if, um, if Twitter is shouting into the void, mm. TikTok is a million voids shouting into you. Oh. That's what it is. It's like everybody in the world got a Netflix special that was 15 seconds long. Right. And it shows you why everyone doesn't get a Netflix special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, such yeah. A, it's such a curious... I'm fasc, I am fascinated by it. Yes, absolutely. And I'm fascinated by that. It's got a, if you're not on TikTok, it's got a For You page. It's got, this, it's got this thing called a For You page, and the algorithm gives you things that are for you, and sometimes they are not for yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was looking through it the other day, and there was, like, videos of, like, a woman who'd done a really, like... It's meant to look spontaneous, but it looks really set up that you can't see her child, and her child, she's drinking wine, and her child says, Mummy, what's an alcoholic? And she says, uh, well, outside on that tree, there's two birds, but an alcoholic would see four birds. And the child off camera says, Mummy, there's only one bird. <laughs> a much bigger laugh than that deserves. I, it's, <laughs> You've told it beautifully, to be I, fair. I could see it coming a mile off. It, was very, it looked very staged, and I just was like, it, I was just like, there's, there's lots of, there's just so many weird, I've got into resin talk. I just watch people make dice out of resin. 
What? What? I don't know. I watched one video and then TikTok's like, oh, you fucking love this. And now uh, I, get, I get to skip, like... That is the problem with it. Mm. You watch one thing and got, then you... There's yeah. a lot of cat rescue videos I get to see as well. Well, those are fine, but I, I do like cat ones, so I don't mind them when they push the cat ones on me. Do you get a lot of peg material? Because you a remember your peg. Oh, not, right. Not no. pegging. <laughs> you're, you've always had this obsession with the I perfect pe- clothes peg. Yes, the perfect clothes you, peg. You, she said it so often on The Guilty Feminist did such an impassioned way that people started bringing her pegs. I mean, I noticed all... there are no pair gifts this evening. Yeah, actually, I'm going to ask a question about this. Mm-hmm. When we came last time, yep. everywhere we went, people baked us brownies or cookies or you know, cookies with our faces on or whatever. And this time, we've only had one or two lots of cookies. I don't know if it's because of COVID. <laughs> what did she say? We're over we've it. been baking for two years. We're, We're over, over it. it. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. No. Fair enough. That's a great, yeah. Yeah, this time we haven't had a lot of cookies. It, they've come off a long pandemic. They're never making banana bread again. But also, also hygiene. Yeah, I think that might be mm. what it is as well. Uh, it, but you know what? I, this, is a, I, this is something I could admit now because people have stopped doing it so much. People would always give us like um, plant-based, you know, they'd say these are vegan cookies. And I understand why. You know, we just did an episode in Christchurch about, you know, the links between the way animals are treated and... Uh, you know, how we've got to start thinking differently. I get that. But why do they think feminists are (laughs) gluten-free? Is there a link between gluten intolerance and feminism? It's just an assumption, is it especially bit? for lesbians. If, you, if they say, oh, you're lesbians, you'll be gluten-free. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> lesbians are not intolerant <laughs> of wheat. They're, that is not, you've misunderstood what the gig is. Oh, no. You generally disapprove of everything. Yeah, so. I think that's the implication. Mm. You're just intolerant. <laughs> I guess you'll be intolerant of... You don't tolerate men well. I doubt you're going to intolerate gluten. It's like... Listen. Wait, wait a minute. Men are not a grain. <laughs> as far as we know. Um, We've covered a lot of ground. We have. We have. But listen, if you are going to bake us cookies in the future, if you are, if you get, you know, if you, you said you're over it at the moment, we understand that. Oh, are these offerings for Grace Petrie? <gasps> so excited. Could we have that more light up for it? Can oh we have more light goodness. up? Oh, my goodness. There's... Can, we, can you light this part of the stage, please, Brian? Thank you. Oh, my you. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Grace Petrie, are you within earshot? No, do, let her discover them herself. Oh. Wait, let's look at them first. Shh. Here she is. Grace, there's offerings for you. You've oh got goodness. all sorts of offerings. Oh, my goodness. There's pineapple lumps. I there's, asked for locks of hair. I asked for locks of hair and items of clothing. This, what we've got this, is... This will mean nothing to you. Well, you can't These steal are... it. It's her birthday. No, 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 no. This will I've mean nothing to you, She's just going to run with it. No, no, I have to explain it to you. Because you just look at these going, oh, of course these are boysenberry ripple lumps. These are pineapple lumps, which are not pineapple lumps. These are unpineapple lumps. Okay, so you know what pineapple lump... Do you even know what a pineapple lump is? I don't know what a pineapple lump is. <laughs> okay, so it's a pineapple sweet. It sort of sounds like something that happened to you on a stag do, maybe. <laughs> It's in, my, it's, in my opinion, the only good lump. It's the only lump that you want to discover is a pineapple lump. Yeah. Boys and this... ripple lumps. <laughs> Same to you, darling. Um, just to check in, are you gluten-free? <laughs> I'm not gluten-free. 
are you gluten intolerant? <laughs> yes, it makes me furious. <laughs> um, so there are other little things here. Oh, this is a birthday poem, which is a list, really. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. I'm going to do a, a, a reading for Grace. 24th of July, 1720, Louise Ulrika, Ocean, Queen of Sweden, gone down in history as having a fierce temperament. Oh, Ocean of Sweden. No, it's Queen. A fierce temperament and a strong will. 1892, Alice Ball, African-American chemist who developed treatment for leprosy. Are these, like, women... You've written for Grace a list of women you admire? Oh, I see. I see where it's going. 1897, Amelia Earhart, Say No More. 1920, Battling Bella, Bella Abzug, American politician, feminist, and activist. Oh, she was in um, that show, yeah, um, Mrs. America. 18, oh, 1987, Grace Petrie, a fighter full of inspiration and musical delight. Happy birthday. Oh, they all share your birthday. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> These are feminists that share her birthday. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's really good. What was that? The original Wonder Woman. That's her birthday oh. as well. This is a phenomenal... It's your birthday as well. Um, we got you oh. a list. Do you want some cake? Um, what, what I loved about that was the list, but also the dawning realisation from you. Yeah! I just thought, this is like a weird list of Wikipedia entries. Why? And then I understood it at the end. It was a real twist. It was... That was like an M. Night Shyamalan birthday poem. Um, and I don't want to say that anything is better than anything else because it wasn't a competition. Uh, but this is Two Grace Happy Birthday from Earth, and it's a rosette with butch on it. Oh! That is better than anything else. And that, that's a bespoke list poem, and yet that somehow... I mean, I don't know. Let's not, let's not rate them. Because I don't think boys and lumps are going to go come as high as the... the that they want to. I'll give them a good home. And I think this is, I think this is a, b a bespoke Sprite as well. So. Yeah. Excellent. And a Kit Kat. And do you have another little... What's this one, little one? It's just a Chupa Chups lolly. Excellent. Choco vanilla flavour. Well, that's inspired by the famous feminist Kojak. Um, this is like this your mum says, going through your stuff, isn't it? Happy birthday from Sinead. I'm not very good at drawing. Love from Ian Dent, who isn't here. <laughs> and, and then on the back, it says, and from Amber, and the wife of one of your biggest fans. This is and more of a puzzle than a card, isn't it? <laughs> My first is in boat, <laughs> but never in dick. Well, it's like the synopsis for the first episode of a new series. That you're like, ooh. Well, look. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. It's Grace's birthday. Um, Grace will be back to close the show, so if you've got anything else, you can put it there. All right, we've got to get our guest on. I mean, it's, it's... Is it Santa? It's not Santa. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> but I, but it's, it's like Santa's been and dropped things off at the end That's of true. the thing. Thank you very much. You're so sweet. Wish I'd said it was my birthday. <laughs> I want a poem like that on my birthday. Don't just think many people want Just all born. about Grace Petrie. The number of people... My sister came to the show last night. Do you know what she said? As soon as it finished, she came up, she went, that was great. Grace Petrie was the highlight for me. <laughs> I'm like, you're my actual flesh and blood. <laughs> she went, 
and my birth mother went, don't say that. And she went, well, it's true. <laughs> I get a lot of that. I don't mind. I love Grace so much. I actually don't mind. That's how much I love her. If, you know, if they said you were the highlight pal, it's a more direct competitive job. No. <laughs> Not at all, not at all. I love you so much. I love you both so much. I'm just delighted to be even sharing a tiny bit of stage with you. Why are you laughing like that's not true? <laughs> like you suspect my motives. No, I genuinely do. Hello, Australian Guilty Feminists. It's me, Grace Petrie. You might remember me from touring with Deborah and the Guilty Feminists Down Under. Well, now I'm coming back and I'm doing my own headline tour. I'll be in Australia all throughout January 2023, coming to Byron Bay, Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Sydney, the Blue Mountains, Canberra, Adelaide, Tasmania, Melbourne, Geelong and Bulleye. And I'm bringing Folky Ben. You can get tickets and information all at my website at www.gracepeacher.com forward slash gigs and we would love to see you there. Too easy. Our guest today is a 19-year-old tattoo artist from Serbia who spent most of her life here in Wellington, New Zealand. Aside from tattooing, she's recently begun the Vouch movement, V-A-O-S-H, Victims Acknowledgement of Sexual Harm. Please put your hands together and make an extraordinary Wellington guilty feminist welcoming noises for Melina Momchilovic. <laughs> Melina, come take a seat. Come take a seat, Melina. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Firstly, some truly excellent tattoos. Thank you. Are you only 19? I am, I am. Wow, you're like a teenager. That's incredible. I, here's the thing, I've been like 50 for the past two years of my life, and then I'm also, yeah, like a child still. <laughs> wow, I'm just so impressed that anyone can be 19 and just full stop, <laughs> but also that you can come out onto the stage and you've already started something at 19, mm. you know? And I think your, your generation know, already knows what they're doing, and their ducks are in a row, and they're marching... <laughs> up a hill towards glory. Marching ducks. Um, now, Melina, you generated a huge response when you posted on the popular Wellington-based Facebook group, Vic Deals. Yeah. Now, people are already cheering for Vic Deals. For our, for our international listeners, what is Vic Deals? All right. All right. Um... Because well, he sounds like a 50-year-old second-hand car dealer. Yeah, I don't <laughs> feel... That, I'm not sure that's where teenage feminists should be hanging out, on well, Vic Deals. <laughs> Come on, love Vic Deals. Get your deals from Vic. Well, for a start, uh, I've been permanently banned now. Um, You've been permanently banned from Vic Deals? Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. Um, I will ask you why. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I said. Don't You've been know. banned from Vic Deals? I have, yeah. What, why is it called Vic Deals? Is Vic a man? So the history of is that it literally used to be a Facebook group where Vic University students used to be able to trade oh. and sell textbooks. Oh. And then, so uh, Vic is a university? Yes, What's the name of the university? Victoria University. So it's Victoria University. Yeah. And so it would be like, oh, I've got this chemistry book. You need Who it. wants it? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. So that was the original Vic Deals. Yep. And now it's pretty much a lawless wasteland. Um, oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ten as old as time. <laughs> 
but um, yeah, so that post was last year after Homegrown. Um, and After what? Homegrown. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel we're going to have to stop at least once in each sentence <laughs> so that Wellington can explain itself. Mm. It's, so it's, um, it's, like, it's like catching up with your aunt that you haven't seen for a while. Yeah, it's like talking to my mum and say, what, what, what? What's so home, Homegrown's a music event? Yeah. Um, so is it a homegrown music event? I would hope so, with a name like okay, that. So yeah. it's local <laughs> bands and things like that? Yeah, like... Um, I, I've never been myself, uh, but you know there was a couple bigger bands that would come in and whatnot. Like it's a it's a pretty big thing. It's a big here thing. In Wellington, yeah. So after homegrown, so anyone who is from Wellington knows how insane town gets after any sort of event and how angry everyone is and how all the biggest pieces of shit decide to show themselves uh, on the same night. Um, but so after this event. Me and a group of women went into town, um, and every single one of us was harassed in one way or another. Um, not great at all. <laughs> um, so I woke up the next morning, I really sat there and sort of thought about what had happened. I just got like really, really angry. Um, made this post, and it generated a huge response, which was great, but at the same time, most of the responses were. This happened to me too. Mm. Um, and the article which I believe you found me through, mm -hmm. um, they reached out to me and this was last year. Yeah, so that post went pretty far. So that went viral. Did any of you see it? Did any of Ooh. you contribute to it? Um, <laughs> so this led you to start this post, this experience of going out with other young women. Yeah. And presumably you would, you know, how old were you then? I was 18. So you were 18, yeah. you were going out, you were just of age and you were sexually harassed and everyone you, was with, you were with was sexually harassed. Yeah. And that led you to start the Vouch movement, which is V-A-O-S-H, Victims Acknowledgement of Sexual Harm. Exactly, yeah. Um, could you explain what the Vouch movement is? So um, it stems from a community of people that need actual support and help when it comes to these things happening um, and sadly there's a lot of us who did not get that whether it was from authorities or friends or um, therapists and um, I think that you know people just need a space to come that they will actually receive the support they need they will receive the help that they need, and we're in very early stages of doing this so far. We were just sort of constructing it and sort of putting it together. Shout out to Regina Lewis, who couldn't be here tonight, but she's the most intelligent person I've ever met. She's the brains of the whole thing. Um, and honestly, Dream Team, her and I, we've managed to already accumulate a huge amount of women, people all around of all backgrounds and anything that you can think of that have come together and actually already have felt safe to share their stories, which is remarkable. And I think that is so important because from my experience, my, you know, going through police questioning and going through the interviews, it didn't feel safe and I didn't want to continue it. So you've, um, had, much, you've had a much more significant uh, experience than sexual harassment and you've been really yeah, hurt yeah. and you went to the police. And it was useless, like... A cab forever, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, what, sorry? A cab forever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it's 
it is a global problem, and I think we are all aware that the police are not helpful in cases like this. Um, and that sort of triggered me to really think, I cannot be the only person this has happened to. Made another post on my Facebook, and that also got a huge response. Um, what was stunning to me was not only how many people have had the same experience, but actually how many people were willing to actually, you know, speak about this in a safe space. Like, it started off with a group chat of people actually just sharing the stories, and there was people there willing to comfort them. There'd be the odd, oh, if you want to message me, I've had, like, a very similar experience, and it just grew from there. And then I think we realised this can actually be huge, and I think this is actually what people need Yes, a community of people who understand. So at this stage, Melina, you're, you're at the really early stages of this, you were saying. So at this stage, you're sort of just connecting people yeah. who are survivors and who are able to offer support and comfort yeah. to people. So what, what are some of your goals? The goal is to definitely actually be able to provide things like therapy and um, maybe even a place to stay. Um, because there is a massive lack thereof, um, which I experienced after my harm, um, and many others have. So, like I said, like very early stages of development right now, but I think a sense of community and, you know, people who are actually willing to, when it gets to it, provide that sort of assistance that can actually make this take off and really, you know, give people what, what's needed, yeah. Um, so you've got a lot of people who live in Wellington here who will be very much on site and would actually want and need to use this. How could we help? Um, well, we do have a Facebook page, which is Vouch Wellington. Uh, that's V-A-O-S-H Wellington. Um, send a message on there. Um, I work at a tattoo shop. I work at Calypso's. If anyone wants to have a chat, I'm more than happy to have a chat about it. Like, this is something very important to me. There's also an email that you can send your stories to. There's a bunch of ways. So if you want to get involved, you can, uh, if you, firstly, if you want to share your story because you feel like you could use the support of Vouch, then you can send your story either to the Facebook group or the email, which Cal has here. I can't read your writing. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm going to read it from this one because I've got it on another page here. Okay. M-G-S-V-W... At gmail.com. Is it, is it one three or B? Oh, that's a one three. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. You, you, you really wrote that for me. Yes. MGSVW. <laughs> MGSVW. <laughs> you read it. It's your email. Okay. You ready? Is everybody ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. MGSVW. Y'all got that? 13 at gmail.com. <laughs> I know we're working on that. This is just, um, I don't know, because, yeah, one of the fears was that the wrong people caught, like, caught wind of this. They can't figure out an email like that, right? Oh. Yeah. See? Okay. <laughs> um, so if you are, if, so, so keep this between, uh, maybe don't put this on Twitter, this email address, but give it to each other in your WhatsApp groups. MGSVW13 at gmail.com. And you can also go on the Vouch uh, Facebook group and 
if you would like to get involved in the community to help to be somebody who volunteers to talk to people, to hear stories, to read the emails, it must get a lot for you reading the emails and responding to people. Yeah, and obviously I do have a full-time job that I have to dedicate myself to as well. Um, Georgina, who I mentioned, she's not working at the moment, so she's actually taking a lot of this responsibility on. But obviously it's already been such a huge response and I, I really feel like it's only going to get bigger. So if anyone is actually willing to you know, commit some part of their life to this, that would be absolutely incredible. Any help is greatly appreciated, truly. So if anybody's got money, funding, uh, time, or would just say, look, I'd read a few emails a week and, and messages a week and write back to somebody, I think that's a, it's, and especially if you're someone who's experienced anything like this yourself and you understand and you feel like it would help you too to do that, um, or if you're someone who can just go, I can listen to your story, I can be a witness, you know, then, then you know, sometimes uh, they say a lot of trauma is lack of a credible witness. You know, when you feel like no one really believes you or you're trying to justify it to somebody, or maybe you have people in your life who go, oh, well, what were you doing out or something like that? You shouldn't have gone out with your friends. How were you dressed? If you need a credible witness, then this is a wonderful resource. And are you looking to change the law? Absolutely. Um, like, we firmly believe that you know, this has to be changed from the core out. Um, obviously, people are scared of police, people are intimidated by the police, and there's a long history of police fucking this sort of thing up. Um, also, accountability, huge one. All the men in the audience, hold your friends accountable. Women in the audience, hold your friends accountable. That'll always be a huge one, and yeah, it's, you know, Wellington is no stranger to uh, rape culture and honestly a fair bit of misogyny, so accountability is a huge one. We're really trying to change this from the inside out um, and we can't do that alone, obviously, but at the end of the day, yeah, our end goal is to really change how higher-ups and authorities and everyone who actually has power about how these things might actually turn out view this and handle it. Yes, indeed. And if you're listening internationally, there are people who listen to this all over the world. Uh, there may well be something like this in your area. Look, look it up. If there isn't, uh, you may want to start a local support mm. group, even if it's just something online or, you know, if somebody really is in a state and needs someone to talk to, you could say, you know, you need to be responsible with it and either keep it very, very light or then you, if it gets more serious, then you need to start having checks and balances and training and know what's Absolutely, going on. Yeah. But even just an online community of people saying, that's awful, I'm so sorry, I hear you, I've experienced something the same, can really, really be helpful. Um, so check out what Melina's doing and uh, you might be able to do something like that where you are. Um, Melina, is there anything you wanted to say and you came to say that you didn't get to say? A um, bit more sentimental, but I just want you all to know you've lived, you outlived all your worst days and, you know, to every survivor out there, it's, you're incredibly strong for going through that and, you know, just keep fighting for what's right and we'll get there in the end. There's power in numbers and, you know, really hoping that one day we will see some permanent and real change. Yeah. Melina Momchilovich, everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cal Wilson, have you got anything to plug? 
Have I got anything to plug? Um, please buy my children's books, George and the Great Bum Stampede, George and the Great Brain Swappery, um, two very serious literary uh, documentaries. Um, well, if you buy them, they'll get me to make a next one. So please, uh, please do. Uh, buy them for all the children in your life. Yes. That's all they want for Christmas and birthdays. Um, and find me and my cats on TikTok at Cowboy Wilson. Find me on Instagram at Cowboy Wilson. You can try me on Twitter. I'm not there. It's a horrifying place these days. And if you could uh, rate, review, and subscribe the podcast wherever you use it or go to um, the Apple thing, it really helps other people find the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I love the, the specificity of those instructions. Go to the app thing. The Apple thing. You know the thing where you're meant to go to the thing. Um, I don't know, but you know what I mean. Where If you go on Apple Podcasts and you rate, review, and subscribe it, it'll help other people find the podcast. Uh, if you could recommend it online and recommend it to your friends, uh, take a photo this evening and post it on socials. And I just want to say uh, a huge uh, thank you to everybody here at the venue. Our tour manager, Young Santa Michael. And uh, everybody who's performed tonight, all of you uh, who've come out and told us your stories, told us what you're doing, whether that be a mini act of feminism or a macro act of feminism. Um, and I also want to welcome back to the stage to close the show, the incredible Grace Petrie, the birthday girl herself. Thank you very much. I'm wearing the butch rosette. How, how were the raspberry ripple pineapple lumps? <laughs> well, I haven't tried them before. I've got to go back on. I mean... I don't know what they're going to do to True, me. True, you could have transformed into something else completely. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I don't want to peak too fucking soon in Wellington. Yeah. I don't think there's space cake. Has space anyone got cake. any space cake? I don't know, is it legal here to smoke marijuana? Or is it legal to eat it in the form of a muffin? Or a brownie? It's, just a, it's been the end of a long tour. If anybody's got some space cake, just leave it on the front of the stage. We'll say no more about it. Space cake. Yeah, or like hash brownies. Feels like a very innocent thing to call it. Yeah, it's space like it's cake. A, it's cake that makes you see space. Well, I'm going to play you a couple more songs if that's okay. Um, uh, thank you. I mean, really, or if it isn't, to be honest. Um, yeah, I was uh, so uh, I wrote uh, an album uh, over the over the lockdown. I brought out a record last year, um, and uh, when I was writing that album, it occurred to me um, I was concerned that not enough people know that I'm a lesbian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, it is subtle. It is subtle. Yeah. So, fellas, I'm sorry. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I was worried not enough people knew about that, and so, um, just to clarify things, um, I wrote a song about Ikea. Um, <laughs> which is, you know, a very sacred space for my people. Um, and uh, I wrote a song about Ikea, and it's called Ikea. Um, and uh, it goes this. It's a true story, this. It's Wednesday evening in Ikea. There's just two kinds of people here. And in my life, I have been both. 
The new teams at the starting line Committing to each room design Like it was a permanent oath But that's not me I know these eyes And you can spot the ones like me for miles Now there's no good-natured arguments on taste I have no need to compromise these days There's no one saying We've been here too long And I get exactly what I want It's Wednesday evening in Ikea And everywhere I look in here A new team's trying to make themselves match But those couples sharing meatball tea don't notice all the ghosts like me back here alone and starting from scratch. But spare a thought, but for the grace of ever disassembling shared space. Now there's no good natured arguments. I've been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis-White, guest co-host Cal Wilson and our very special guest, Melina Momsolovic. Music was by Grace Petrie. The Guilty Feminist theme tune was composed by Mark Hodge and the producer was Tom Sinsky for The Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to Michael Hayes, Bone Presents and everyone at the Michael Fowler Centre. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Moldy writer, traditional... 
you won't hear that gap in the podcast. It's the thing. It's the thing is when you come, you see all these little moments, and you you know that you, you that would be cut out, and you think to yourself, "Wow, she could have stayed at home." Um, <laughs> traditional Rongwa health practitioner and mama living in Wellington. The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.